And yeah. right now is probably the most peaceful time we've had on this earth as just a whole journalization of the human species. If you look at all these countries, how are they formed? What, look at their borders. There's a reason for that. It's because they were fucking conquered by literally just blood. Yeah. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Everything Cast. I'm your host, Wyatt. And as always, I got my co-host with me, Evan. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Glad to have you back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. As always. So, uh, you know, last time we talked, you know, you you were working a lot. And uh, now that you have some time off, how do you feel, man? Been, uh, yeah, like you were saying, it's been uh, busy. Very busy here. But happy to announce that I have today and tomorrow off. So I'm taking full advantage of it. Got to sleep in today. You know, it's one of everyone's favorite things to do um so feeling good i've actually yesterday had my first bad kind of case of allergies <clears throat> so woke up fucking super congested and went to work and uh didn't really feel like shit but fucking nose dripping and shit uh came home instantly got a fucking headache and had a really really bad headache for lovely all of the rest of the day, even trying to sleep and shit. And it's not even like a headache, it's more like sinus pressure. So I yeah, had yeah. Heads, headset on and shit, so uh, it it didn't, was not very pleasant, but feeling a lot better today. Got some I'm good glad sleep. Glad to hear it. So, uh, that's always good. But yeah, it's been very busy, and this week's going to be very busy as well for me. But thankfully, I have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. So looking very forward to that. Yeah, I'm sure. Get a few days into work and hopefully have a really good weekend. Yeah, you got any plans? Uh, so far, kind of just uh, I'm trying to get some stuff together. I want to go to Seoul. Yeah. And, uh, think about doing some hiking and getting like a, a hotel or something. Go out after hiking, have a good night, you know. Yeah. So yeah, Seoul's finally open. I know the we've been talking back and forth about like COVID and stuff, and here it's been a little um, pretty pretty big restraints. Yeah. So now we can finally go to Seoul. There's a few districts within the city that are still uh, off limits technically, or I guess they would, you know, say here like a red zone. Yep. So uh, yeah. Finally, starting to look pretty good. Yeah, as things are starting to look a little bit better over there, they're getting a little bit worse over here. We just uh gotten to deep red; they're calling it now. So we uh, everywhere is mask mandated again here in Illinois. Oh no! So yeah, so that hasn't been fun. But uh, I was planning; I wanted to go to Star Rock today. Uh, today's Sunday, and uh, but I looked at the the weather on Thursday when I was gonna plan it all. And it was gonna be ninety degrees today, so I said, "Fuck that! <laughs> nah, I ain't doing it." Yeah, want to sweat but, a little bit? Nah, nah. And it isn't so much me; it's my daughter. I don't want to like, trap yeah. her in the fucking sun like that. If she gets cranky and irritated, and that just makes it fun for nobody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I so my uh, my parents came over this morning, and 
we went so they took a they they treated us me my girlfriend and my daughter to olive garden which is really nice and then we went uh did some shopping around we went to the dollar general or the dollar tree sorry and uh five below and some other places and we had yeah we had a good day man and now we're here recording the podcast oh i made some fish we got some fresh cod and and dude it was so it's so fucking good man it's so good where'd you uh where'd you get that from we got it from Meyer. Yeah, yeah, Meyer. Nice, man, nice. Hell yeah. So, but um, you know, there's a lot of people I I'm sure who are dying to know what is who who is your favorite Marvel superhero. Oh man. So, that, that's a really tough question. And I don't want to be like cliche with it. You know, mm-hmm. but my favorite, like personality-wise and overall, and Iron Man. A lot of yeah, a lot of people are gonna already know. You know, Iron Man, fucking yeah. Just personally, in my opinion, one of the best superheroes of the Marvel universe. Really, but uh, I also really like Thor. Just overall, yeah, like yeah. personality-wise, I think um, uh, the guy who plays him, you know, Chris does a super super good job with it and i know there was a few uh thor specific movies that a lot of people probably thought were you know like subpar just you know okay but i think overall regardless of what movie that he was in he always did a really good job playing as thor yeah and, i agree with that but uh, honestly like so, you know, you have your favorite superhero, right? Yeah. And then you also have, like, a superhero that you'd want to be, not because of, like, what they do or whatever, but, like, their superpower. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. So, what, who's, who's your favorite character? Yeah, my, my favorite super, my favorite character is Doctor Strange. Okay. And it's... And it's because of exactly what you said. You know, you got like your favorite superhero personality wise, and you got your favorite superhero uh, uh, skill wise, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, both of mine line up with uh, Doctor Strange. His his power, the the ability to control time like that, manipulate time. That, that that's just fucking it for me, man. And uh, his personality, the the whole reason why how he became a superhero is if. Um, if I was to ever become a superhero in real life, right? Uh, I feel like it's it would be through something like that. Like, uh, you know, he got in the car accident and it com- completely changed his whole entire life. He started shaking in his hands. He was a, a neurosurgeon, and mm-hmm. then he couldn't do that no more. And I, I feel for that. So, um, so his his back his backstory and then his powers both just line up to kind of like who I am as a person. So yeah, Doctor Strange, without a doubt. So you're saying if you could choose out of any superpower, it would be to control time. Yeah, and uh, I know you don't watch anime, but uh, uh, I can't even I can't even fucking remember his name. <laughs> Kakashi's older or Sakura's older brother. He has this like superpower Naruto, where he can like lock people in into what's called a a, a genjutsu right mm. and it's a it's a false reality right and through his power he can basically make hell a, a hell a, a real place right and all you have to do to get locked into his gen uh, his genjutsu is 
look into his eyes. So if you make eye contact with him, he can lock you in and put you through literal hell. And uh, in the Naruto series, his power, his name is Itachi. Itachi, mm-hmm. uh, his his power is who I would pick, which is also, um, you know, a power along the lines of like uh, time manipulation. Okay. Yeah, that, that's honestly really fucking good one. Yeah, so, we'll do because uh, in, in one of the episodes, he fucking locks Kakashi, which is Naruto and Sasuke's and Sakura's uh, trainer in a Genjutsu, and he literally just tortures them for, I think they said it was like 11 years, and then they snap back to reality, and it's only been three seconds. Wow. And, he, and Kakashi had to go through 11 years of legitimate torment. And uh, I think because... Uh, so that's that's a negative side to his ability. He can also he can create any reality that he wants once you're trapped into his genjutsu, right? So mm-hmm. he fell in love at a young age with this woman and he locked her into a genjutsu and their genjutsu was uh, a life of the ultimate uh, uh I guess uh tranquility as you can call it. He 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 went and lived this whole entire life with this girl that never really happened they lived to be like 90 something years old and then they both died peacefully you know blah 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 and when she woke up she died right so to her she lived her whole entire life with this dude that she loved and he lived his entire life with this woman that he loved right so there's a good side and there's a bad side and you i feel like you can do so much with uh with that type of power Mm -hmm. and you know um selflessly you can go to people who say are dying of cancer right like especially younger kids and you can go to them and lock them into a genjutsu and they can literally live a whole entire lifetime without any pain you can make that a reality for them now they're gonna snap back out of it and you know probably most likely die shortly after that in real life which is a tragedy but you can give them a whole entire life uh, a whole entire life of fulfillment right so that's the good side of his power and I, i i uh I like that dynamic of having the ability to essentially manipulate time, but also do immense good, but also putting your biggest critics or your biggest haters in the ultimate form of uh, torment. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So with that power, are you able to like move back and forth through time or just to kind of pause it? No, you can't. Uh, you can't move forward or back. You can only basically, essentially, pause the time that you're receiving or, or perceiving right now. Is all that it can do. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. He he's considered to be the the strongest uh, person in the Naruto series, other than Naruto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's yeah. Pretty pretty big power. Yeah, and his power was specific to him because in the Naruto series, uh, he's part of the Uchiha clan, which there's like multiple, multiple different clans, whatever. And in the Uchiha clan, you can awaken abilities, but the abilities that you awaken are uh, con constructed to what, how, to like how you're living your life and what you need to to be more powerful. And so that was the ability that he got, and only he has it. And so it made him just like extraordinarily po- powerful. That and a lot of other reasons. There's a lot of other things that led into what made him so strong. But that that power single-handedly is what put him just like above everybody else, just at a baseline. Oh, okay. Hmm. 
Yeah, so yeah. It, it was really cool. That would be an awesome, really awesome thing. You know, just to yeah. be able to, you know, pause and kind of just go through an entire life with somebody or um uh it, it's hard to say though because there there is times where you have to think on the, the flip side of that so you're saying there's pros and cons so the right. con would be you would be able to you know pause whenever you want and go through life on that certain you know path but at the same time that takes for me almost the enjoyment of not knowing you know because you go through life you know you and me you just go through life and you have choices you have to make very very big choices yeah and uh, sometimes you pick the wrong one you know or, or it's not the best and you you live with that at yeah. the same time there's times where you, you pick the right choice and you just think that like wow i've this is incredible I don't. I don't know how I'm here right now. Uh, I I feel like the most of the joy that you get from being there is kind of looking back and saying, "I'm really glad I made this choice." Like we were talking about yep. before, um, with like the uh, one, uh, the if a door closes, you know, another door will open. Opportunity right. wise, like that. I I feel like that's yep. one of the main things of life is uh, picking a, a choice. And either being extremely happy or extremely uh, dissatisfied with that. Yep. So I, I don't know how I feel about always being able to uh, just pause and fast forward, I guess. Not fast forward, but live through it. Yeah. But, yeah, I think I think you're 100% right. Um, so the, 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 the downside to Itachi's power is he doesn't get to live any of these realities that he creates. He's always stuck in real time, but he can make other people perceive time in a different way. And that's essentially what his power is. Right. And, uh, so like when he puts people through these, you know, multiple years of torment, or he puts people through this all, you know, 90 years of pure bliss, he doesn't get to experience any of it. They mm-hmm. just get to experience it, and I and I feel like that, that at the end of the day, that that is what the ultimate reality of everything is. Is, uh, you know, you can provide so much for someone or something or, or multiple people, but you're the one that still has to go to work every day. Or on the flip side, is you can these other people can pr- provide a you know a, a tranquil reality for you. But then they have to go through everything that it took to get them in a position to be able to provide that for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that ultimately that that is what boils down what the human experience is, is exactly that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that at, at the end of the day, that that's ultimately what uh, raising a child is about, right? Is, uh, you know, and we've been, uh, me and my girlfriend, we've been experience a lot, uh, experiencing a lot of this lately, which is... Um, my daughter is the happiest child that you could possibly meet. She waves at literally everybody that she sees when we're out grocery shopping. She interacts with everyone and all these great things. And she's like advanced for where she's supposed to be at for her age. And all these things are super great. But in the reality of it is me and my girlfriend, we just had the most troubling times of our life. And my daughter obviously never seen any of that because she's too young to understand. Right. 
So she's over here li- living what she would, uh, she can only perceive as the happiest life she could be, while me and the mother of her, you know, her her mother are literally struggling to make ends meet, you know, paying bills and eating and everything else, you know. Mm. So I, I feel like that 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 is ultimately what draws me to someone like Atachi's power in, in a situation like that is because that is ultimately what it means to be human and to provide the human experience. Mm-hmm. Talking about the human experience, I, I think it naturally boils down to your sole purpose in life I'm I'm saying this on like the the most basic scale is survival and yeah. the you know furtherment of your species. So you're you're born genetically with your basic needs, which is you know survival. So you require food, water, oxygen, and that is just for you yourself. Right, but. On, on the grander scale, it's to preserve your species or you know your uh, your family tree, I guess you could say. Right, your yourself to to be able to create more of your yourselves. Yeah, totally. And I, I feel like it's kind of disoriented now with uh, with the amount of stuff in the world that is going on, and with the amount of like consciousness that we have, we get so involved with our own lives. But at the same time, there's people who, you know. That sure they have basic necessities and survival skills. Every single living thing has that ability, but some people get so caught up with uh, the day-to-day life and trying to make something for themselves, they don't. I'm not gonna say forget, but they get uh, kind of pushed away from the fact that sure there's you know seven and a half or almost I probably eight billion now or more people in the world mm-hmm. but there is a certain trait within ourselves that is meant to procreate and to further the species and to stay alive yeah and i feel like that's a really big thing that like i was saying earlier people don't kind of keep in touch with yeah for sure so it's, it's, it's worth the sacrifice for me if i have to go through every single hard struggle in my life just for my son to have a good life and to keep further procreating, I will do it, you know, hands down, yep. no matter what the sacrifice yep. is. 100%. But there's people who get so caught up in self, you know, satisfaction and uh, with either greed or fame, uh, they kind of get distorted from the fact that it, you have you have one life, of course, but there's gonna be many, many lives after you that you won't have a part in that yeah. are more important than your own. Yeah, one hundred percent, dude. Even even I fell f- f- falling guilty of that. Like I said, um, I was a drug addict for six years. There is nobody more selfish on this earth than a drug addict. All that they care about, and we care about, at the end of the day, is what we need, and what we need is this drug. Or that, that, that's at least what we tell ourselves, right? And that's what we convince ourselves. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree 100%. Is a, a lot of people end up getting caught up in the monotony of life, the, the power that money brings, and um, the satisfaction that power has. You know, so, yeah, I agree 100%. So, so while we're on yeah, this topic, though, I want, I want to... This is something I was actually talked about with the guys at work yesterday, is, like, time itself. 
Yeah. Uh, this probably isn't a really good time to bring any of this up. Uh, I feel like we need a longer segment for this. But in any case, so just the theory of time. And uh, so we we're one of the biggest things was like, what is time? Right. You know, so if you take a step back and you think time isn't like a physical thing, it's not something that we can actually, uh, you can measure it to an extent of your knowledge, you know, so we can count out right. seconds, minutes and hours. But what really is time? It's not, it, it, there is no like physical evidence. It's, it's something that we've created to kind of understand the movement through what we know as life. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it was a, a very, very um, kind of weird, humbling uh, conversation that we had for your, you know, Sunday at work, whatever. Yeah. But, so, uh, what was your general consensus of it? Like, what was it you guys were actually talking about? Uh, but, like, in, yeah. So, the general consensus was you know, you can measure time, of course, right? We have clocks and, right. uh, uh, you know, certain oscillators that can actually measure time in certain right. very, very specific moments and be very disciplined at it, right? Yeah. But at the same time, so, so this is where it gets weird. So Einstein, right. his theory of black holes and stuff. So once you, to our knowledge and our scientific evidence, once you get close enough to a black hole, time will actually slow down. I, we can't prove it, of course. We have, um, you know, s mathematical equations that can actually, you know, theoretically prove it right. to our basic understanding. But what really is time? We can't stop it. We can't slow it down. We can't right. manipulate it. Yep. So it's it's one of those just mind-boggling things that uh, you know is there, but there's no sort of control for it. Yeah, and it's a very hard thing to kind of talk about because of the fact that there there's not enough evidence or proof that it's even I'm gonna say relative, I you know, but yeah, it's. I, I feel like this will we'll we'll talk about this later again, but I sometimes yeah, I'm sure. to bring up and uh, talk about a little bit. Yeah. So while we're on the topic of time, this is a thing that I have written down for this week's episode, and um, I I don't know if you spend much time thinking about this, but this is something I spent a lot of time thinking about. It is uh like what do you think that people are gonna say at, at your funeral about you? All right. So when you pass away. Like, what do you think people are gonna uh, gonna gonna say about you? Because, like I said, I, I I think about this quite often. Because, you know, we've all seen the videos of the mothers of the of a recently dece deceased or brothers or cousins or aunts or uncles, right? You know, and it's always kind of like the same thing. It's like, you know, oh, this person had a smile that would light up the room, and it was so charismatic and a people person, and you know, all these things, right? And like, yeah, that's great and all, but when when i pass away and people talk about me at, at my funeral i don't want this generic kind of already heard before type of presentation of who i am as a person i, I don't mm. want that 
as I don't I don't want my 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 mother or my my dad or my brothers or my girlfriend or daughter to to say any of these things, even even if they are true. And and I, I'm not saying that these things all these things are bad. I'm just saying I I when when I pass away, I want people to stand up and say, yeah, he was this way, and and not such generic kind of blanket statements over who I am as a person. You ever find yourself thinking about these kinds of things? Yeah, of course. So when we're talking about this and you say generic, generic, you know, whenever you say generic, it's like, oh, yeah, he was he'd walk in and instantly everyone in the room would, you know, get a sense of, wow, you know, he's here, happy, blah, blah. He makes the entire room light up. He has a certain personality trait that's unlike anything that you already know. And it's hard for me to sit back and, you know, kind of think. Because if you think about it, there has been billions of people, you know, humans, that have lived before you. Yeah. And it is impossible. I'm not going to say impossible, but it is extremely, extremely rare for you to be as yourself because there's been people before you who have lived the almost possibly the same exact lifestyle. So no yeah. matter how far going and uh, different you are than you think, there's someone who possibly even right now is living one of the closest same lives that you are. So it's, it's hard. You can get an individual standpoint, right? And right. there's things you're going to go through in life that nobody has experienced before, possibly. Right. But it's um, it's it's a very, I guess you could say, disturbing fact, you know, because we're all going for individualism. We all want right. to be our own person. But at the same time, there's people out there right now that are doing the same exact thing. But yeah. a, a, the other crazy thing I'm going to throw in is Every single person you've ever met and ever talked to is going to have a different viewpoint of who you are than everybody else. Yeah. Nobody knows you as the same type of person, you know? You'll have a... a people will form their own, I guess, definition of you. Right. So nobody's going to be the same. Your parents, you know, they're going to know you the most because... They're who raised you. They've seen you from when you, the moment you were born uh, up until that point. But at the same time, your daughter, she's not going to know any of that. She's not going right. to know the struggles that you went through. She's not going to know uh, mainly your your hardest points in life, your greatest achievements, other than what you tell her. Right. So the viewpoint from your daughter and your mother is going to be an immense difference. Yeah, that's and a good point. So, like, we're we're talking about a uh, human like social interaction and stuff, and you know, we're a social chameleon. Yeah. So we uh, we talk to certain people in a certain way. So when you're at work, are you the same person as you are at home? This is yeah, no, definitely not. Mm -hmm. Because and the whole thing is I, I, I can't be, you know, uh, and maybe it's just my field of study, but, uh, 
you know, I have a lot to learn. Like I'm a welder, right? Uh, there's still so much for me to learn, right? And at home, I don't have the, I guess, the accessibility to learn. I have to know. Every every decision that I make has to be the right decision every single time, or else me and my family fail. Whereas at work, I can I can be in the unknown and ask other people for questions and ask, hey, well, how would you do this? Or how's the way that you would weld this? Or what type of whip do you use? What type of, you know, what, what settings are you running on your welder when you do these type of things? You know, there's so much more that um, I can dive into and uh, I guess kind of like uh, pull out of other people to, to be able to get the best outcome possible. And you can do so in, in your home life. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to to you. Mm-hmm. There is a, when it comes down to life, there is no one side one shoe fits all. Versus like something structured like a like a work environment, there is a proper setting and there is a proper filler metal si- filler metal size and there is a proper way to weld something and there is a proper way to do something. It's versus a like in, right, exactly. Yeah, that's one of the craziest things. Like, you meet all these doctors and teachers, uh, and they have their own professional, you know, set of life. Right. So you could be at work with them, and they're the most professional people you'd ever meet. And they, there's some people who love their job, right? And they're very set in on that. Right. So the way that you see them there is completely different than you know after working you go out for a few drinks or for food or whatever it is and you get a completely different vision of that person yep and that is something to me is is really kind of a strange and like foreign type of thought you know like why why can't you be yourself at work and yeah, you're gonna say professionalism and stuff like that, but the 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 problem comes when you get to know somebody outside of work, and then you start working with that person, and there comes a yeah. time where professionalism takes priority over yeah. their you know other lifestyle. But at the same time, you think, what other lifestyles does that person have? Because you talk different to your you know average person say you meet somebody at a bar and you talk to them and then you go to work and you talk to that person at work and then you go home to your family what is the real you yeah who who really are you right and that that to me is uh something that's really kind of strange and sometimes almost difficult to think about because you you want to say you're your own person but right. What what person is that? You know. Yeah. So how how do you never? What's uh what's the lines that you play for it? So with with me, uh, in regards to personal and professional work, uh, I try to be. When I'm alone and I'm not talking to anybody, so like when I get off work and I'm just at home and there's nobody here, and I'm not talking to anybody. You're you're a certain type of person, and you have right. these you know internal thoughts, and that's something that I try to stay really close to because that's as close as I can get to myself. Right. So I I try to uh, you know 
I try to keep as close to that as I can, regardless yeah. of professional or personal lifestyle. So when I go yeah. to work, I, I still have to be professional, right? Right. It's, it's my job. So, but at the same time, when I'm talking to my the people that I supervise, I try to be as human as possible. Because if you're always in a work setting at work, sure, you might get the job done and it might be good. And, you know, you, you get all your daily tasks or whatever uh, completed. But after work, what does any of that mean? You know, right. you spend eight to 12 hours. This is a, you know, it's a general standpoint. You spend eight to 12 hours with the people that you work with. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's literally a, a third of your day yep. just spent working. So why would you want to try to differentiate yourself from professional from personal when you can just be, you know, yourself? Like there's a there is a thin line, you know. You can't always be the the cool dude at work, right? right? You have to. Yep. There are certain things that you have to do. Yep. But um, I I don't know about you, but I've had uh, I guess managers or uh, supervision that is 100% just professional. They won't. They won't bullshit with you. They won't talk right. to you like human. It's it's just straight work. Yep. And it's like okay, you know, I respect that. You know, you're you're doing a job, but at the same right. time, I have people who have been very, um, kind of more human. Yeah, more human. Uh, I'm thinking of a word right now, but anyways, more human, and you can like relate with work to that. So it it becomes kind of more of a grayish area so you can bullshit at work and talk about work and be professional but at the same time have that close um kind of insight at their life and you can actually yep. see how their life transcribes into their professional yep. world yeah which is a, almost a game changer you know yeah would you rather work with a robot or a fucking human right exactly anyways uh, that's a lot more to talk about that, but let's uh, we'll, no, we'll yeah, I I agree with what exactly what you're saying. Uh, I do I do my best to be the same version of me all around the clock. No matter who I'm with, who who I'm around, I always try to be open book uh, as much as I can. You know, you know, uh, you know, for me, you know, I'm not telling my boss that I'm a you know I was a drug addict for six years and I'm in recovery right my first day of work right that's not that's not a good image you want to imply onto somebody when you're first starting a job right but um at the same time over time as i get a little more comfortable and i I hit my get past my probationary period and blah 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 you know those things start to come out and uh you know uh, the whole reason behind this podcast is to share my story and to share uh you know give people some type of uh insight hopefully from the things that I've learned, right? And so um, there is definitely a fine line that you have to walk, but I try to walk that line as close to who I am at all times. No mm-hmm. matter if if I'm worth, uh, talking to my daughter and or I'm talking to my mother or I'm talking to my boss, you know, I try to keep it on the same playing field as much as I can so that this way when, um, you know, if somebody w- was to say like, oh, my, you know, say like going back to the funeral thing, like he was such a great father. If that person only knew me from work, I hope that 
I pres- uh, like I I presented myself so well to that person that they they think to themselves, yeah, I can see how he would be a good father, even mm-hmm. though he never got to see that side of me. He he still has the ability to think like, okay, I know this 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 and this and this about him, and all those things combined together could equal out to be a great father, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's how I always try to play my cards at all times is. Uh, to, to be as transparent as possible as much as I can with every single person I meet. Yeah, and I, I think that's a really, really, really important thing to do. And I, you know, there, there's some people who think that their their job is the most important thing. And there's a lot of factors that play into it, you know. Like, right. if you really love your job, of course you're going to be more professional and you're going to hold it to a higher standard. Right. That, that's 100% fine, but there's also you have to show I'm I'm going to say like your human side, I guess, is a more basic terminology for it, but yeah, you're 100% correct. Yeah, and so um I I but that being said, the for me at least, that was a skill that I've had to learn. Um I wasn't always this way. I had a version of Wyatt that was in front of my friends. I had a version of why that was behind closed doors. I had a version of why that was in front of my family and a version of why that was there at work at all mm-hmm. times. And I had to like pull these characters of myself out for each situation. Right. And it was through uh, rehab that I ended up learning that it, it's okay to be you, that it's okay to be yourself. Right. And so that was that was a skill that uh, at least for me that I I had to learn how to how to do and and not because like the one thing you don't want to do is when you meet somebody, it's just overbearing them with all of who you are, it, especially when you're somebody who has a lot of baggage like I am. Right. Like, oh, hey, I'm white. Nice to meet you. Oh, I'm I'm Rochelle. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm recovering addict for four years. You know, like that's not that's not how you want to present yourself. You'd be like, hi, I'm no. Wyatt. I'm a welder. I'm a nice to meet you. And then as the conversation goes on, you just trickle trickle in who you are throughout the conversation. You know, you let your personality show, and then this way they can determine if they want to sit around and figure out who you actually are, or if they've had enough of you. You know. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. So I wanna I wanna ask you um. If you if you can have any superpower, what would you want? <laughs> so, kind of going back to what we're talking about, uh, uh-huh. time, I think that would be really awesome. But at the same time, for me, and everything we were just talking about is you know time, time and time and time. One of the biggest things for me is the ability to. Uh, I'm going with a more broad sense, but like flying, you know, mm-hmm. being able to get places quickly rather than, you know, take a four hour plane trip and stuff like that. But uh, te- teleportation, I guess, is the the main kind of thought of this is being able to get someplace quickly. So we were talking about before how, you know, visiting Korea and coming out here and stuff like that. What if yeah. you can come out here within a minute? You know, right, right now. How, and how, just spend the yeah, night. Exactly. Right. How big of a difference would yeah. that make in your life? Yeah. So if I can go to like the Maldives right now or the check the Himalayas or the Great Wall of China or the Pyramids of Egypt, if I can go right. there right now, I 
It it would be incredible. If I can go back right yeah. now and see my mother, father, my son, it, it would be a tremendous, uh, you know, positive in life. You could go see yeah. everything you've ever wanted to see. The world yeah, and you're hundred. You're hundred percent right because I feel like um for all these situations you only need a few hours, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, when we all go on vacation and we we you know go do all these extravagant things, the things that we look forward to the most don't last that long, right? It's a couple of hours if you're lucky, depending on what it is what you're doing. So the ability to like say like I said teleport to see your family, you don't hang out like you plan a day with your family in what it's three five hours. Mm-hmm. right and but you just had to travel a 14 hour plane ride then you had to sleep wake up get ready eat do all these things beforehand hang out with them for four or five hours and then you eat sleep go back to bed wake up get back on a plane again mm-hmm. look at all that time you just wasted right so if you had the ability to just teleport yeah i could see how that could be in, in incrementally beneficial to anybody for oh, sure yeah yeah, but th- yeah. Like you were saying earlier, there's always pros and cons to this situation. And a, right. a big con to this is, you know, I, um, I take a lot of time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I take a lot of time out of my day and think about all these trips and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and, and plan it all out. But if you're able to do it all within minutes, you know, the, the yeah. biggest part of a lot of things is the journey to get there. Yep. Regardless, regardless of the goal that you're trying to meet or what yep. you're trying to do, and so I, I think that is one of the biggest cons is life might Travel get time. too easy. <laughs> yeah, life might get too easy. And as shitty as yeah. it sounds, and I'm sure in a couple hundred years, you know, the technological advances uh, are going to be immense. Within even the next fifty years. I think we'll see a dramatic increase of, uh, I'm sorry, decrease of travel time. Uh, but I think that takes a lot of, I don't know, I'm not going to say pride, but uh, the enjoyment out of the journey itself. So push back 200 years, uh, like to travel out west, you know, as you and me are from the United States. Imagine you're saving three or four years of your life just to travel out west. Imagine yeah. how amazing that was for them to finally get to their goal. I'm not saying everyone made that goal. There's a lot of people that died on the way. But imagine saving or, you know, investing into that time, that four-year span, and then finally you're able to travel out west and you, you ventured across all of the United States. All of North America, or you know, the, the majority, U.S. Yeah. to get yeah. to the West Coast. Imagine that feeling, finally getting there. Yeah. But now you take a you know four or five hour plane ride, and you, from California to Chicago, and you're already there. Yeah. And then uh, five six hours back, you know, it, it's it's awesome. I'm glad you know I was able to see you're able to see your family and friends and stuff like that, but. The, the journey isn't, um, there's less meaning to it, I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah, no, I, I, I 100% agree. I mean, we are the generation of instant gratification and plastic, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, no, and I, I totally get that. And 
you know, I feel feel like that plays a big part of part of what it is that we're experiencing here uh, today, right? Like the insane amount of anxiety and depression that we're experiencing in our society, especially in the later end of the millennials and Gen Z, right? Is uh, you know, so uh, obviously there's a lot of things that play into it, right? But uh, you know, like I said, the instant gratification, the the uh, glorification of life, right? Like we grew up on movies and TV shows that only exploited the the positive things in life. You know, as long as you work hard and stay motivated, you are gonna make a million dollars. Though that's not the reality of life anymore. You no. know, or maybe it never was. Maybe who knows? Whatever. But uh, you know, everything was just so glorified for us growing up that that we and you you watch these movies and it's a two hour experience. So we think that uh, you know, just by default that three, four, five months of hard work and determination, we're gonna get these great uh, you know significant things out of life. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's no longer the case. But um, no, no, you know, no, no. Or that 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 isn't the case. You know. And uh, so, yeah, I think you're 100% right on that. You know, uh, Joe Rogan, I don't know if this was what episode this was specifically, so I don't know if this was recently or a couple years ago or whatever, but he has a statement. And there's also a book correlating to this name, and it's uh, um, Weak Men Create Strong Times. Strong Times Create Weak Men, and Weak Men Create Strong uh, uh, or Imposing Threats, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, 100%. And, I think that's yeah, 100% correct, and uh, you know, and I agree with Joe Rogan when he says this is right now where we are in the area of weak men. So that so, and like I said, weak men create uh, strong times or trying times, right? Mm-hmm. So as much as uh, and and what really sucks is we we as in millennials we we didn't get a fucking fair shake at this shit called life bro in in the united states and don't get me wrong i'm not saying that i'm ungrateful for the situation we're in uh you know i'm not dumb i see everything that's going on in uh the ukraine and afghanistan especially now that you know the united states pulled out i'm not saying that i'm ungrateful for the situation that we were born in it could be so so much fucking worse and i i know that but um uh the the reality of which today that we we have to live in it's just not set up for success for the younger people anymore and and it's so sad to see in a country that is supposed to be the greatest of all time right we're no longer number one in education we're no longer number one in healthcare. we're no longer number one in techno uh technological advances you know and uh Maybe it's due to greed. Maybe it's due to self pity. Maybe I don't know. But um, all I know is that uh, if humans have shown anything throughout our evolution, it's resiliency, right? And uh, you know, nothing, nothing at the end of the day will break us eternally. We'll we'll always come back. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what you're saying about like the the times and stuff oh but... oh hold on that's what i was gonna say and uh so uh, what i mean by like we didn't get a fair shake at this was uh you know like me i was born in 97 in 2001 we went to war with afghanistan and 2008 was a housing market crash housing market crash right destroyed our economy right and uh and then 2009 or 2020 was the start of COVID. then we had another economic uh crash and then we're still now dealing with the back ends of COVID, 
you know it's like where where do you expect millennial or gen z to thrive in any of this there is no time period for us to be able to get on our feet and start to build up from uh, from what it is that we had right and, and so that's what i mean by uh, we we didn't get necessarily a fair shake uh, at at this opportunity called life mm-hmm. yeah oh, i'm going to completely disagree with you on this well not completely but i want to bring up some things that a lot of people i guess nowadays don't really think about and it's not necessarily it's actually a good thing that we don't have to but it's the times before us people always look back like oh you know the 60s and 70s were great uh our our parents had it a lot better than we had we have now but on the contrary, it's always been a struggle. There, this is the most peaceful era, and that possibly of all, you know, human um, conscious times that we can actually think of. Yep. So if you think back to you know the seventies, uh, oh, it was great. Sixties, seventies, eighties were the, the prime time of the U.S. That's only thirty years of what you can think of. And those times were not that great. Sure, the housing market and stuff was, you know, not a lot, a lot better than now. But we're in Vietnam. We had the Korean War. We had the Cold War. There was not a time. We were not a peaceful. It was not a peaceful time. There's always been things going on since the dawn. So I'm going to just put this in you or my perspective. In the dawn of the the United States of America. Right. Mm-hmm. So after our independence, there has not been a single time where we have been just strictly at peace. Yeah, that's and you're true. Saying, well, that, that is the U.S., you know, we're all about fucking we're always in someone's business. We're always conquering. We're always fucking overseas somewhere. That is not just us. People like to fucking put it like that because right. we're the last big kind of civilization to do so. Right. But if you look back fucking a thousand years, what were we doing? Yeah. The United States was anything, right? There was indigenous people and uh they they were at war. Yeah. Go ask yeah. them how and peaceful they were. Right. Europe's have been invading for thousands and thousands of years. Thousands of years. The you look at China. How did they get why is their country so big? Fucking they went out and conquered. They fucking yeah. It's mass genocide. Yeah. From the dawn of fucking human civilization, there's been war and conflict. And yeah. right now is probably the most peaceful time we've had on this earth as just a whole generalization of the human species. If you look at all these countries, how are they formed? What, look at their borders. There's a reason for that. It's because they were fucking conquered by literally just blood. Yeah. And that's that's something I think that uh, we need to not really look at, but kind of learn from and figure out like, hey, you know, we've been at war for a fucking thousand years and we're have like a treaty or something going on right now. And let's let's just sit back and, you know, set aside our differences. Let's come to a conclusion and figure it out. You know, it it it's a. Yeah, it, 
it's a lot of, I guess, back and forth between the two. But um, it, it's, there's never been an easy time in life. It, you go back 100 years, 200 years, 500 years, 1,000 years. This is probably the most easy... Uh, yeah, I would say it is the most easy time in human civilization. You can go out to the supermarket right now and go buy fruit and vegetables and food for not a lot of money. You can get food stamps and go get food. Yeah. Back a thousand years, you were fucking... If you didn't have food, you are going to die. There is there is no supermarkets that you really go to at, to some standpoint, right? There is civilization back then. You can go out to markets and stuff. But if there was a famine or during the winter and you didn't have food, you were fucked. You're going to die. And his, your entire yeah. family tree is gone. And I, I think people need to, to understand that time now, we have greater access to things. And there's been so much sacrifice to get to this point that we are able to go do this. We have to have some sort of thankfulness. And um, we can't just be looking back, you know? Because everyone says, oh, those times back then were so much better or so much easier. Why don't we fucking try to make the times coming ahead of us even better than our own? And I think that's where a lot of people fault on is they they don't think far out enough as a species. You know, it's it's always now and now and next year or two years. What about 50 years? What about 100 years? People are starting to get away from, uh, I guess, family, and s- they're kind of starting to stop think of the the actual future. And there's so many things that we have not uh, made easier that we need to, as in like climate change, and um, it's one of the major ones. That's instead of getting better, it's getting worse. But food famine, it is slowly getting better. Yeah. It, it, uh, transportation. Imagine trying to go from, you know, Europe to the Americas back yeah, three no, years you. ago. No, that's, that's a I'm not. I'm not. Travel. I'm not. I'm not getting on the boat. I ain't yeah, doing it. Exactly. So you, there is a an immense thankfulness that I think people nowadays have. Um, that that don't think about and i i think that's something very very important that we need to look back and kind of appreciate so would you agree with the statement with this statement and uh it's uh like it's easier to live nowadays but it's harder to prosper nowadays Mm, yes um it, it all depends on your perspective of prospering. Does you know, prospering just mean an easy life for you and your family, or does it mean immense wealth? Yeah, uh, immense wealth. That's 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 what I mean when I say it. Okay. Yeah. So, e- yes. Because um, the the way that uh, I kind of look at it is like, so going back to like knights and kings and shit like that. If so, so say you were a blacksmith and you were a good blacksmith, everybody knew that you were a good blacksmith, and they would come to you specifically because you were a good blacksmith. 
now nowadays there's literally thousands of people who can do exactly what you do nowadays so to to gain like actual notoriety in a single field is uh, a lot harder to do than it was back then but i do with i do agree with the statement that uh you know like the food famine all that shit like it is much easier to live day to day today than it has been ever in human history ever for sure 100 percent mm-hmm. so while while you're saying that i i kind of just want to go out and kind of look at the fact that you were saying if you're a blacksmith back in you know a thousand years ago you were highly considered that was profession right and this and not to my knowledge you know this this is just basic theory but the time in your your village of fucking 200 people yeah you you all had your certain kind of professions as we do right. now but at the same time there was yeah. a lot less people so right. yeah of, of course you know if you're one in a million blacksmiths you're not going to be you know unless you're incredibly talented and that comes with just basic skill and right. learning. So blacksmiths back then, they they didn't just do it for ten years and become the master of their trade. That was your life. That was yeah. your entire your profession was you. That that's why nowadays, if you look at some people's last names, if you translate it back in time, you know their name is literally their job. So yeah, so like my shoemaker and yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, people would think now that you can – the reason that people think you can get immense wealth in a short time now is because of the amount of, for one, technical advance. So everything online. You look at all these like you, you know, YouTubers or fucking TikTokers. Bitcoin farmers. Yeah. People are spending money on fucking just dumb shit to watch this entertainment. Right. right, but back then it it wasn't that simple. There was a lot right. less to put your time into. So now you go to work eight hours a day, and you go home and you watch YouTube and all these movies and stuff. Back then you didn't have that. Right. Back then you spent fourteen hours a day doing your job because your job no. is the way that you live. Without your right. job, you had no money. You couldn't live, and so it. It is easier to live now. There's a lot more entertainment and um, things that you can do in life. But back then, there there wasn't as much to do. It was simple, simple times, you know. Um, and it's your profession is what you were. That is your family. You trained your your son, your daughter to do that, and their son and daughter they trained them to do that. And it was a legacy of profession. Yeah skill and uh now you in times like this you don't see a lot of uh sons and daughters taking after what their father did or their mother did yeah you know and i think that's where uh, there's kind of a breakaway in skill and uh the profession that you do yeah do you want do you want your son to follow in your footsteps that's a that's a very good question so we were just talking about professional and um, you know skilled trades and stuff like that. Yeah. Would, I, would I want my son to 
be a master of what I do, of, of course. You know, I, I find a lot of pride, and I would hope he would want to as well. But at the same time, there's so many different opportunities that he is going to have that I didn't have, you know. Yep. Um, and you always want them to be happy. Yeah. And you can't be happy in something that you, you know, you, you can enjoy your work, but are you really happy with what you do? Right. So it, it, it is a lot tougher. It almost seems like there's more choices, which makes it even harder to, you know, understand yeah. what you want to do. Like all these yeah. kids from the high school and they, they don't know what to do. They, they have, you know, thoughts and stuff and um, outside inputs of what they should do. But there's so many opportunities in life and uh, picking one doesn't necessarily mean that you've eliminated all everything else. You can still do whatever you want. It's just um, a lot more uh, pressure, I guess, from society, which I, I think is terrible. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. I, I I don't want my daughter to follow in my footsteps. I don't want my daughter to be a welder. My brother told me that he wanted to be a welder, and I yelled at him, and um, for for a lot of reasons, right? One, to be hunched over a desk all day like I am to to be welding, it's gonna destroy your fucking back, right? So I I wouldn't wish that upon anybody, right? I was born with scoliosis, so I've already had back problems my whole entire life, and it's only getting fucking worse, right? We're breathing in rust all day. That's literally shaving days, months, years off your life. We're there's tungstens that have literally been proven to cause cancer, right? And uh, TIG welding, you use tungstens. And certain you have to use certain tongue scents for certain metals and blah blah blah, right? So you're breathing that shit in. The the chemicals that are released when you heat metal up have been proven to cause cancer, you know. So I I, I don't want I don't want my brothers to follow on my footsteps. I don't want my daughter to follow on my footsteps. Fuck that. My my the whole reason why I do what I do is to provide you with a better future and a better life than I had, so that one day you can grow up to be better and bigger than what I was. Mm. And that that is the goal of human nature, to right. have you know make your offspring's life easier than what you had, and that that's why I think it's funny, all these um, older uh, people, I guess, like oh back in my day, back in my day, fucking yeah, dude. Now when, yeah. when I was at work, I fucking hiked fucking seventeen miles to work uh, and I slaved for eight uphill hours. both ways. Yeah, yeah, fuck snowing out. Good for you, man. Really, you know, thank you for what you did to get me here now. But right. don't make me fucking feel bad. Do what you did, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's yeah, not the yeah. Life. That is literally yep. moving backwards in time. Yep. Yep. Man, Came but... across a lot of them people. <laughs> a lot of the people in work area uh, in in the workforce that I work in. Uh, you know, they've been doing this for 30, 40, 50 years, right? They're not passing their knowledge and the things that they've accumulated over that that time onto a a twenty four year old who's six foot one, weighs one hundred thirty five pounds, and looks like he smokes weed all day. They're not they're not willing to do so. And it's yeah. like, then what the fuck is the point of you doing what the hell you did? Like I understand yeah. you had a family to provide for, but don't you want me to help build society? Don't you want me to build these fucking spaceships to go to space? Don't don't you want me to help further the progression of human society? Or no? 
like I don't I don't understand why why are you so neglecting to teach? Yeah, and it's a a giant disadvantage of life right now is um the, I, there was an immense pride back in the day, and I think it's um one of the biggest things is um what is it uh I'm not gonna say like storage knowledge but record keeping. So, yeah, they had it bad, but compare their life to fucking, you know, what we're saying 500 years ago. The, right. The old, old people now had it fucking easy. Yeah. But now that there's, I don't know what is causing it, but, you know, kids growing up now, they're telling, oh, you had it easy, blah, blah. I, I think it's a mix between older generations are seeing um a lot of people nowadays because of the internet complaining and uh bitching about how hard it is and when an older person says oh you know what the fuck do you mean hard you haven't seen hard you know right. there's people fighting for their fucking life to it was hard to you know if you're working in a factory 12 hours a day you could maybe afford a loaf of bread for your family Right, and now people are working an eight eight hour shift at fucking you know McDonald's or blah blah. I'm not discrediting any of that, but sure, inflation and things are more expensive than they were, of course, and I think that is a problem in itself. Um, but at the same time, you don't have it as hard as you think you do. I think society puts a lot of pressure on becoming, you know, um, successful at an early age. Like you go online, you see all these people who have millions of dollars by doing fucking yeah. nothing. And you think right. to yourself, what did I do wrong? How can I become? Yeah. What is this? And then you get angry and then you start bitching online and posting stuff. And generations before you, they would spend fucking 12 hours a day at work in fucking a coal factory. Yeah, and, they, and, and you see that it's a, like a slap in the fucking face, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you have it easier, but at the same time, fucking, you know, take pride in what you do, you know, keep studying a skill so you can get out of that. Don't think your life's over at the age of 24 because you haven't made it in life. It's not what yeah. life, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think you're 100% right. Uh, Tyron Woodley has a quote from uh, Ryan Garcia. He's a boxer. He has a podcast. It's called Fierce Talk. And uh, before the Jake Paul fight, he went on there and uh, he was talking to Ryan Garcia. And Ryan Garcia asked him a question. I don't remember exactly what the question was, but I, I remember what the answer is. And the answer was, he's like, you know, I don't ever look, go on uh, Instagram or Facebook or whatever and see other people that have things that I want. You know, I, I may see it, but I never think that, oh, I want that or I should have that because God has a plan. And if that is in God's plan, you will have that one day. But if you sit there and you glorify, you know, people like Logan Paul, Jake Paul, blah, 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 and you think like, oh, I want that lifestyle or one day I'm going to be there. Or I'm going to have this or I'm going to have that because they have them. You're already losing. You've mm -hmm. already lost. If it's in the plan, it'll fucking happen at the time that it needs to happen. And if you sit here and you contemplate the things that you don't have, you'll never make it to the finish line for the things that you're supposed to have. Mm -hmm.
And I think that that speaks fucking volumes. There's a lot of philosophy and theory about um, setting goals and stuff like that. Um, uh, I want to talk about it next time we do this. I think we're getting close on time here. You'll have your own honey pot. You'll have your own food. You'll have your own table to eat at. Don't don't sit there and glorify what other people have because that's not for you. You'll you'll get what you deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I want to get back into this. Uh, well, the next one, I'll I really want to talk about this, and there's a lot more stuff we can go into. Okay. All right. So I think that that'll that'll wrap this episode up. You got any last words? Um. No. I, not not really. Uh, you know, as we always say. Uh, enjoy life in the present, and uh, you're not you're not doing as bad as you think. You put a lot more pressure on yourself than a lot more people do. So, exactly. Yeah, we here on the Everything Cast, we only wish you guys happiness and prosperity, nothing but wealth and tranquility. We love you all. Drive safe, work safe, be safe. Peace. Peace.